Hello there and welcome into another edition of the Intersection Podcast with conversation highlights from the Meeting House on Faith Radio about a variety of topics, including news, information, and lifestyles approached from a Christian worldview perspective. It was at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention in Nashville in 2020 when I met and chatted with Missy Maxwell Wharton, who shared about her daring trip to Ethiopia with her husband to overcome opposition and bring their adopted daughter home. She has unique perspective about overcoming in the Lord and brings words of encouragement to this week's edition of the Intersection Podcast. Then it's back to the 2022 edition of the NRB Convention in Nashville. Ken Ham of Answers in Genesis, Creation Museum, and Ark Encounter stopped by Faith Radio Meeting House Media Central to discuss the impact of the biblical narrative of creation on our world. And coming up on this edition of The Intersection from NRB 2022 in Nashville, there are comments from Eric Reed of Journey Church, which is located outside Nashville. He is also the founder of Knowing Jesus Ministries. He recognizes the importance of caring for a congregation, a concept brought into greater focus through the loss of his son. Find out more coming up here on this edition of The Intersection. And finally, you'll meet Sherry Few of United States Parents Involved in Education, which is involved in a new film about objectionable material being taught in classrooms across America today, a film that includes Sam Sorbo, Carol Swain, and others. You will hear her analysis of events that are occurring in the state of Florida regarding parental rights, as well as questionable ideas that have been taught in schools there. This is The Intersection, a production of The Meeting House, and I'm Bob Crittenden. Missy Maxwell Wharton is a wife, mother, and Christian communicator who documented in her book, Don't Mess With This Mama, the harrowing adventure she and her husband experienced in bringing their adopted child back from Ethiopia. So she knows a thing or two about being an overcomer in Christ, and in her forthcoming book, Walking in Authority, Saying No to Fear and Yes to Love, she explores some principles of Christ's victory. Here now from a recent Meeting House conversation is Missy Maxwell Wharton. When you look at now the call that God has placed on your life to proclaim truth, to share what God has done in through the situation in Ethiopia and how he's continued to work through your life, how would you describe that? What do you believe is the call that God has given to you with respect to telling your story and the principles that are related to it? I think a lot of it has to do in, number one, trusting that God's Word uh, always proves faithful. And it, it comes down to our belief system, really. I think that's where what he started shifting what I spoke about, because as we were talking earlier, it said my husband and I have always served in the church to some capacity, whether it's my husband preaching or me speaking to the women's group or being over the children's ministry, we've already always spoke of God's word and his promises and taught that to other people. So I know it comes down to our belief system and what do you really believe about what God has said about you and to you. And I think our story, one of the things that happens is, is we saw that God did the impossible. And um, it, it reminds me of John 14, 12, and 13, where it says, He whose belief concludes in who I am, he will do the works that I do. And because I go to be with my Father, the works that the believer will do will be of greater proportion 
and global influence for the Father is as present in you as he is in me. And that's the the Passion translation on uh, 1412. But I look at that, and, and I think what I really speak to people about now is to seek out the truth in who God has created you to be. That he has, because it says that the Father is as present in you as he is in me, that is that is Jesus saying that to the reader. He's he's saying the presence of my Father is in you just as much as me, and you can do as much as I've done. And I think the believer nowadays hasn't walked in the authority that God has given us to walk in. So it, it's our belief system. Who do we believe that we are based on what God has sent out us in his word? And that has been the shift in, in what I'm teaching people now, to remember who you are. Remember who God called you to be. And the only way to know that is to be in the word of God and to be in the presence, um, to be in his presence and just know him personally, have relationship with the Father. Because only in those times, um, I continue to tell people, if you're not spending time in the word, you're not getting to know him. But if you're not spending time with him, in his presence, you really get to know him and how he views you, how he values you, and how he how he sees you. And it, it changes your thoughts about yourself. You were just sharing with us about really knowing who we are, who God has made us to be. And you use this word authority. And this uh, that's a powerful word, and I'd like for you, as we begin to wrap up our conversation today, to really just talk about what it means to walk in the authority that the Lord has given to us. That's that's a great question. Um, I, I, basically, our, our first book, this was birthed from Don't Mess With This Mama, because I recognize the power of God walking out in my life. We held on. The book could have been called Ephesians 3.20. (laughs) 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 Because never doubt God's mighty power to work in you to accomplish all this. And and just as as a believer to, to know that he will achieve infinitely more than our greatest request, our most unbelievable dream, and exceed our wildest imagination. So um, I, that's where 320 just rings so true with this. But authority, it's not our authority. It's basically who we are in Christ. It's God's authority. And he walks on, he lives within us and works through us as a vessel. And when we get that through our head that, okay, I'm a vessel for God, as long as you've laid your life down, and that's, that's one of the things. He cannot work through a vessel that, that hasn't laid mm-hmm. their life down because we're, we're going to keep doing what we want to do and what we think is right, which we're so short-sighted as humans because we can't see the beginning from the end, whereas our Father can. Missy Maxwell Wharton here on The Intersection. You can find her online at com. Well, this is The Intersection Podcast. It's back now to Faith Radio Meeting House Media Central at the 2022 National Religious Broadcasters Convention in Nashville with Ken Ham, founder and CEO of Answers in Genesis, Ark Encounter, and Creation Museum. In our conversation at NRB, he provided an update about the themed attractions and shared perspective on the compatibility of faith and science. 
Here now from that conversation is Ken Ham. We have put in at the Creation Museum a fearfully and wonderfully made exhibit, which is, I would say, the most powerful pro-life exhibit in the world. It is stunning. So mm. that's dealing with the abortion issue. And you know, that issue is such a big issue in our culture. We have decided well, this year we're tripling it in size. And our, our designers you know, do all this in-house. They're baby models uh, and, and, and showing the development in the womb from a fertilized egg right through to birth. I mean, there's nothing else like them in the world. And, and the new exhibit even we're putting in this year uh, to enhance that will show the organs inside the models in the womb and how the placenta works and so on. But it deals with the issue of life and the sanctity of life. In fact, even our Vacation Bible School this year is, has the theme of a sanctity of life. Wow, uh, and awesome. So Because we deal with those issues. And you know, at the Ark Encounter, we have a 2,500-seat auditorium, state-of-the-art, and we also have there a science lab and all sorts of workshop rooms. And we have a science lab at the Creation Museum and we just totally refurbished our auditorium uh, to a thousand seat auditorium. The reason is our speakers then give presentations during the day uh, dealing with all the current issues of the day and that's how people can really get teaching on this and keep up with that and also we have a lot of programs for young people and kids to teach them a biblical worldview and we have all these experts doing that and so it gets them uh, to have the right foundation to to be able to survive in this world and so in many different ways and of course the books that we produce uh, that sort of thing. Uh, we are dealing with uh, all these contemporary issues. Even on, on the Ark, on the third deck, we have an exhibit there about geology uh, and the flood, but we're also dealing with climate change to help people understand there's been climate change ever since the flood, you know, and to have the right view of these issues. Ken Ham joining us today here on the Meeting House on Faith Radio, founder and CEO of Answers in Genesis. This is the 2022 National Religious Broadcasters Convention in Nashville. Well, you talk about, I'm going to be a little bit sarcastic here, so sarcasm alert here. Talk about having science labs at Ark Encounter and Creation Museum. All right, someone might say that, well, no, no, the, these exhibits, these themed attractions, they're, they're faith, they're religion. They're not science. How can you, Ken Ham, and your team, you know, set yourselves up as being scientific? You know, after all, you know, this is this is religion. It's not science. Well, you know, Bob, that, that's a sort of a brainwashing technique from the secularists, right? <laughs> yes. And from, uh, sadly, from Christians who have compromised with the secular views of our day. Uh, because we actually love science. And you know, when I debated Bill Nye in 2014 at the Creation Museum, one of the things I did right off the bat, because he said, oh, it's science versus the Bible. The Bible's religion. You know, I'm not a, you know, they're not all about science. And I said, let's define the word science. It means knowledge. And you can have knowledge uh, that you gain by five senses in the present to build technology. That's observational science. Or you can have knowledge about the past origins when you weren't there. That's historical science. And so we need to understand, it doesn't matter whether you're an atheist or a Christian, we all love observational science. That builds our technology, enables radio programs to happen. Absolutely, right? yes. But when it comes to talking about origins, that's your beliefs about the past. And that's where we differ. And so at the Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter, when we run uh, programs on, on uh, science, we have our science labs there, we're dealing from a biblical worldview perspective. So you can imagine as we're, we're dealing with physics, we're also talking about the laws of nature and the law of mathematics and so on, and showing that those laws are immaterial and they didn't come about by chance, otherwise you couldn't trust them. They're obviously created by God. I mean, we, we do with biblical worldview in every area uh, and to teach science from a proper perspective. The other thing I would say is this, when people say, 
say, oh, they're on about religion. Here's the point. Everyone's on about religion because everyone <laughs> has point. a worldview, right? And ultimately, you know what the Bible teaches very clearly? There's only two religions in the world. You start yep. with God's word or man's word, light or darkness, build your house on the rock, build your house on the sand, gather, scatter, for Christ or against. So, and th because Christians have been indoctrinated to think only Christians, you Christians have a religion, right? But atheists don't. Wait a minute. When the Freedom From Religion Foundation, a group of bullying atheists from Wisconsin, come in and they want to get rid of nativity scenes or the Bible out of schools or you can't pray at graduation or whatever, they say, that's religion. And so people say, okay, and they let uh, that all be taken out. But now what's happened? They've let these atheists impose their atheist religion because it yep. is a religion. It's a belief system that says you can explain everything by natural processes, that there's no God. That's their religion. We've let them impose their religion on the school system and counties and so on. Ken Ham here on The Intersection. You can learn more by going to AnswersInGenesis.org. This is the Intersection Podcast, a weekly production of The Meeting House. You can learn more by going to meetinghouseonline.info or by visiting the programming section at faithradio.org. Through The Meeting House homepage, you'll find a link to the Media Center, the place you can go to listen to or download full conversations with recent guests featured here on the podcast and The Meeting House program. You'll also find links to the podcast, to the Media Center, as well as its Apple podcast feed. Two blogs are accessible. One is The Three with three stories of relevance to the Christian community. There's also The Front Room with devotional thoughts and commentary from the Meeting House program. There are also links to video content, including recently added content from the 2022 National Religious Broadcasters Convention in Nashville. You can also follow me on Twitter and access the Meeting House Facebook page. Again, that website address is meetinghouseonline.info, or you can go to the programming section at faithradio.org. Conversations from the Meeting House can also be found through the Faith Radio app and a variety of podcast platforms. Search for Faith Radio Podcast when you visit Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, and other platforms. This is the Intersection Podcast. At the 2022 National Religious Broadcasters Convention in Nashville, I spoke with the founder and lead pastor of the Journey Church located in Lebanon, Tennessee. He is also the founder of Knowing Jesus Ministries. His name is Eric Reed, and in our conversation, he discussed the impact of the death of his young son on his life and that of the church and underscored the importance of the church adhering to God's word. Here now with material from that NRB conversation is Eric Reed. Well, Caleb was an incredible young man. Um, he, from the time he was born and because of the medical issues he had, we were having lots of conversations at a very young age, uh, just about trusting God and understanding that our lives are made on purpose by God. Even our struggles have purposes. And so we, his favorite book of the Bible was Job growing up, which I don't know, you know, many kids as right, a, that sure. has their favorite book of the Bible. Yes. But, um, just a lot of maturity for his age, um, had to deal with a lot of things kids his age didn't have to deal with. And so um, he came to faith at a young age. We discipled him and really helped him to see his life was on purpose, even his struggles and his trials were purposed by God for God's glory. And so he had that mentality his entire life. But, you know, as parents, it's still hard. Sure. It's still hard having a child that has medical issues that you can't fix, 
that you have no control over what the future looks like. And, uh, and so in the fall of 2017, he suffered a stroke from um, something called fungal meningitis, had lots of issues from that. And, um, and so we were, you know, we, we were in the, in the fire, so to speak. And um, the last two years of his life were really difficult uh, for us, for him. Um, but God has been gracious to us to sustain us day after day after day, always has been, still to this day is sustaining us with grace. Mm. And so, you know, so much of our story as a family has made an impact on what kind of church we are. We're a place that welcomes broken, hurting people. We're able to, they're able to understand that we know what it feels like to walk through those things. We're not just talking about it from an ivory tower, but it's like we've, we've had to walk through it. And we are having to cling to God's word to sustain our lives. And so really the ministry, Knowing Jesus Ministries, was launched out of the idea of helping people beyond our church walls with the same things. Eric Reed joining us today here on the Meeting House on Faith Radio, the founder of Knowing Jesus Ministries, also the senior pastor of Journey Church outside of Nashville, joining us today at the 2022 National Religious Broadcasters Convention in Nashville. And Pastor Eric, I'd like for you to share just a bit about the impact, uh, Caleb going home to, to be with the Lord and really how his departure affected you, yeah. your your wife and family, as well as the church congregation. How did you, how yeah. were you affected and how did you see God work in the midst of it? Well, obviously it was incredibly difficult. No matter how much you prepare your heart for something like that, you're never fully ready for the reality of it. And so, you know, after his passing, you know, we went through a season of grieving and mourning. Uh, the church uh, told me to, to take the time I needed um, with no expectations of doing anything other than being with my family, being with my wife and our two daughters. And uh, honestly, we just, we did a lot of crying. We did a lot of laughing. We did a lot of remembering. Um, but there's a hole, there's a void that you can't replace um, losing a child. You can't fill it with busyness. You can't, you can't even um, try to spiritualize that it doesn't hurt. It hurts. But the hope we have in the gospel is that not only will Christ sustain us in our grief, but that we do not mourn and grieve as those without hope. Mm, the finished good. work of Christ is our hope of one day being not only reconciled to God for eternity, but also reconciled to those loved ones who are in Christ. And we know that the resurrection of the dead is coming. We know that all things being made new is coming. We know that Jesus' return is going to bring forth a new creation. And so we long with anticipation for that. So honestly, the death of our son has made us desire the return of Christ even more. Wow. Right? We've desired for Jesus to come back. We've desired for on earth as it is in heaven to come. And, um, and so it, it, it loosens your grip on this, on this life when your loved ones in Christ are in the presence of God before you. And, uh, and so we, we do, we long for that day. We don't, we don't cling to wanting more of this life. We're clinging to when is Jesus coming back to make it new. Mm. And that's one of the big things it's done in us. From Faith Radio Meeting House Media Central at the 2022 National Religious Broadcasters Convention, that was Eric Reed. You can find out more about the ministry at kjmin.org. And the church's website is tjclive.com. Finally, on this edition of the Intersection Podcast, it's the president of United States Parents Involved in Education, Sherry Few, 
which has released a film entitled Truth and Lies in American Education. In our recent Meeting House conversation, she discussed ideologies that are being promoted in public education and the importance of parents being informed and involved. From that conversation, here now is Sherry Few. The mission of our organization is to close the Federal Department of Education and end all federal education mandates. And the reason that is our mission is that we understand that that is where all the nefarious pedagogies come from, incentivized with federal dollars. With Common Core, it was the race to the top grant. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And now uh, with the ESSER COVID relief funding, the federal government is pushing critical race theory. So when I began 20 years ago, I was aware of things like outcome-based education and school to work and, and all of these um, tactics by the federal government with an attempt to control the economy while pigeonholing children in particular career fields that would benefit um, regional corporations. So I was aware of all these schemes and, and began educating people about them. Um, but today, it is so in your face, blatantly indoctrination happening in government schools. And that's why we've spent two years in the production of this film, Truth and Lies in American Education, because we want to inform not only parents, but citizens and taxpayers, because they're paying for this indoctrination. And we need the people to know what is being taught, the indoctrination that's being taught, anywhere from anti-American propaganda, anti-Christian propaganda, uh, the sexualization of children, uh, inaccurate history, and of course now critical race theory, which is Marxist in its roots. So it's a very troubling time in our country, and it's time to sound the alarm and grow a grassroots army to defeat this indoctrination of America's children. Sherry Few, president of United States Parents Involved in Education, joining us today here in the Meeting House on Faith Radio. And Sherry, you were talking earlier and something, if they've been listening to Faith Radio for quite some time or involved in some of the, the different educational trends, it was probably around, yeah, well, you mentioned Race to the Top and the, uh, the, the federal government and the Department of Education and their plans back about 10 years ago. Ago. Well, you've got, you mentioned outcome-based education. You had something called Goals 2000 around, of course, that year. And it, it's very interesting because as the Bible says, there's nothing new under the sun. It seems like to me that what used to be the old OBE, you're still trying to come up with equal outcomes. And it seems like that just the the insertion of these principles of critical race theory are consistent with this idea of controlling educational outcomes. You're you absolutely think? right, Bob. It, it is just the latest iteration of that, but, but it's even more extreme because of the Marxist roots. So with critical race theory, what they call um, equity. Equity is like the key word in, in critical theory because there's more than uh, just critical race theory. The critical theory was developed by the Marxists in Germany in something called the Frankfurt School. And when the Nazis ran them out during World War II, they moved to New York City 
and infiltrated Columbia University. So the critical theory that they developed um, encompasses uh, not only critical race theory, there's critical queer theory, crit critical gender theory, critical feminist theory. So there's a number of theories that fall under critical theory. So what they've done with this is they've packaged it in something called culturally responsive pedagogy. And that's what's being taught in government schools. But the key term, and you, whenever your listeners hear the word equity, they need to understand that it's about the equal outcomes that you just described. So equity is different than equality. Equality is um, equal access under the law. And equity is about everybody having the same outcomes, which I like to say, equity equals communism. And that's the end goal with this, is to pit people groups against one another so they can collapse our society, which they're being very effective at, and then they can come in um, with the totalitarian regime and change our form of government. Sherry Few here on The Intersection. You can learn more about the organization at uspie.org. The film's website is Truth and, spell it out, truthandlies.us. We are nearing the end of this week's edition of The Intersection Podcast, a weekly production of The Meeting House. You can find out more through meetinghouseonline.info or by visiting the programming section at faithradio.org. You'll find a link to the Media Center. That's where you can go to listen to or download full conversations with recent guests featured here on The Intersection. And there are links to the intersection to the Media Center, as well as its Apple podcast feed. Two blogs are accessible. One is The Three, with three stories of relevance to the Christian community. There's also The Front Room, with devotional thoughts and commentary from The Meeting House. And there are links to video content, including a link to the Faith Radio YouTube channel. There, you can find video excerpts from a variety of conversations from the National Religious Broadcasters Convention, the 2022 edition in Nashville. You can also follow me on Twitter and access the Meeting House Facebook page. Again, that website address is meetinghouseonline.info, or you can visit the programming section at faithradio.org. Thanks for joining me on this edition of the Intersection Podcast. I'm Bob Crittenden.